All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Better late than never. Welcome. Yeah! It's fake. Let's go, baby. Fucking Anton Lander. Bag milk. This is Cesus. 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 Yeah! Cesus. Yeah! Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Let's go, baby! Cesus. Fucking Anton Lander. Let's turn down the intro. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to podcast. Let's get to it. As always, I start off the podcast shouting out my friends at the audio department. Check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. That's where you can go record a podcast just like this one. I'm not inviting you to my house. Not yet, at least. Not until my studio's done. Almost. Got a lot of things planned, a lot of things moving in the right direction. But until then, you have to go to the audio department. Audiopartment, theaudiodepartment.ca. They provide to, uh, they work to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. If that doesn't sound good to you, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Welcome, episode for a better late than never. I didn't write it down again this week. I forgot because I've been taken out of the title, so it doesn't matter. Lots to talk about today. The preseason is finally underway. Forgot to turn the soundboard back up. Preseason's back under uh, already underway. The Oilers are currently, as I'm recording this, on September 28th at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. They're 1-1. One one. They won in Win- against Winnipeg. They lost in Seattle. Though, to be fair, there wasn't a whole lot of players playing in Seattle. At least regulars, anyway. 
Uh, so we'll get to all that over the next hour or so. Plenty to get to. I've got clips from players. I've got all kinds of stuff. But first, we're going to start off the podcast just checking in on the preseason a little bit. Tonight, the Oilers play the Flames. Our, my boy Waz is heading down to Calgary. He's going to be covering it for us on socials. Just see what it's like down there. But I think he also has to... Uh, Frank Saravalli's calling me. I will call him back. I also instructed Waz that he needs to wear a hard hat, maybe a safety vest when he's down there. I think that it would be very good for him to make sure that he's looking out for his own safety. As we know, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the roof is collapsing, the outside. It's not a structural problem, according to engineers, but still, I am looking out for my boy Waz's safety. Anyway, back to the preseason. I was excited on Sunday. I wrote it in the GDB I wrote. I was excited to write the GDB. I was excited to watch the Oilers. I was excited to find the stream on YouTube. The whole thing. I was excited about all of it. But then Monday, 8 o'clock start, that dampened my excitement. Stream, very glitchy on Monday. Well, I found myself already getting tired of the preseason and we're only 25% of the way through. 25% of the way through. Still six more games. Six more games there's four preseason games this week i imagine a lot of cuts will be made i'll get to the cuts here in a second but it's too long i'm gonna say that the ideal preseason at least for me probably would be four games two would be ideal two or three i'm on board with two or three i understand that that's not how the preseason works it's about evaluation it's about knocking the rust off it's about blah 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 blah. i get it but as a fan eight is just way too much Eight is just way too much. Couldn't they get some of these out of the way without us even knowing about it? Maybe? Thoughts? I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, Preseason champ. We want to talk about that. So my question for this week was, who's your favorite preseason champ? There's been some good ones over the years. In the intro, I say fucking Anton Lander. That was because of the Olympics. But Anton Lander at one point was a preseason champ for this team. He came in, he lit up the preseason. We're like, this is the year that Anton Lander is going to show why he was a second round pick and he's going to lead us to the promised land. Future captain of the Oilers, baby. Do you remember when we heard that? Preseason champ. Yessi Yoensu, Uncle Yessi. He was a guy that we had high hopes for once upon a time. He was a guy who came out like a bull in China shop in the preseason, absolutely tore things up. The most famous one, at least recently, there's a couple. Ty Ratty. We call it the Ty Ratty Award for the preseason champ. He lit it up. He lit it up to the point where he got himself parked on the right side of Connor McDavid to start the year. Do you remember that? Crazy. Last year, new preseason champ last year, Lamborghini Perlini. How could he not love that guy? He came in, he was scoring goals, he had a positive attitude, his mom was getting in the mix with all our memes. There's a lot to like there. There was a lot to like there. Unfortunately, it just didn't work out. So preseason champ, I asked, who's your favorite? We've got a vote for Lamborghini Perlini. We've got Ty Ratty. A lot of the same names kind of coming in. A little bit of recency bias, maybe? That's what I'm thinking. That is what I am thinking. But there's still, like I said, six games left to go in the preseason. Way too long. Way too long. But... The good news is there are some players that have already impressed so far, at least to me. On Sunday, Stuart Skinner, lights out solid, stopped all 19 shots he faced. Does it get better than that? No, it doesn't. Dylan Holloway, he could be the answer. He could be the guy that gets the answer title belt that I bought at Nation HQ. He could be. Marcus Niemelainen, my guy is still a human torpedo. 
I've missed him since last year. His willingness to throw the body around is fantastic, and I will never get tired of it. Never, 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 never. Will he make the team? I don't know, but he's absolutely doing his best. He's pushing for it. He adds a different layer to the back end that we just don't have, and that's why I'm interested in him. That's why I'd like to see where he goes. As for the PTO that everybody was talking about, Jason Demers, very quiet. Got an assist, though, the other night. Jake Vertanen, he's played on Sunday and Monday. I just don't see him doing anything. Quite frankly, on Monday, I forgot he was in the lineup. He had a shot from the hash marks that he was a good chance, missed the net by three feet, and that was the only time I really noticed him. So who knows what's going to happen there. But to this point, I'm not overly impressed. Unlike you fine folks with the latest reviews for Better Late Than Never. The Mountain Yeti says five stars. Love the real life feel of the show. Keep it up. Glad to have you arrive better late to the game and hit the mark perfectly. So I want to say thank you to the Mountain Yeti for that first one. Very, very much appreciated. Wait for my music to wrap. Now we do it again. Five star review from always, uh, I don't have a name on this one. Always at least mediocre is the title. Five stars. What else are you looking for from a bag of milk that covers the Oilers? More corn and limp biscuit shoutouts? Possibly. More random silliness? Doubtful. More frank? Absolutely. I like that. And you know what? If you want more limp biscuit and corn shoutouts, I will absolutely do it. The other day, my missus was here and I made her watch the blind, the opening song from Woodstock 99. I was in a corn mood. I was in a corn mood. So if you want more corn and limp biscuit well your boy bag milk is here for you but until then it is time for the news the news is brought to you by the audio department go record a mixtape it'll be good for you i promise also i would say go listen to the new blt bets that's fresh news for you just came out just hit the presses right before I started recording this. The story that I want to start off the news with this week is one that shook the nation in a very, very good way. Yesterday, Jay Woodcroft was named the most handsome coach in the NHL from gambling.com. They used data from a uh, some kind of app called Golden Ratio Face. And according to the beauty symmetry algorithm on that app, Woodcroft's face had everything the robot needed to name him as the hottest NHL coach for 2023 with a score of 918. 918 out of 10. Come on, Jay Woodcroft, very handsome. You don't got to tell me how handsome he is. You really don't. I've been saying this for, I, I don't even know how long. I don't even know how long, but Jay Woodcroft, incredibly handsome. Not only is he a tactician behind the bench, he is a mega stud standing there while he's at it. Power poses, you have to figure that they factored in here somewhere. I don't know if that face app measures power poses, but I'm going to assume that that has some kind of factor in here as well. I don't know if the app measures BDE, but Woodcroft has all kinds of BDE. The only uh, problem I have with the results, to be honest, if I'm you know, being honest with you, Daryl Sutter, the second most handsome coach in the NHL, according to the app. There might be a hitch in the giddy up. There might be a turd in the punch bowl in the data on this one, but in the words of Ricky Bobby, if you ain't first, is or <laughs> man, I screwed that up. In the words of Ricky Bobby, you're either first or you're last. Or if you ain't first, you're last. Man, I should just restart that over again, hey? I should just restart that over again. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna leave it like that. If you ain't first, you're last. 
Anyway, all I wanted really was to have an excuse to wear to play the uh, Jay Woodcroft song. We haven't played it in a while. Love that. Uh, running through the top five, Jay Woodcroft, number one, Daryl Sutter, number two, Derek Lalonde from Detroit, number three, John Hines from Nashville, number four, Paul Maurice, Florida Panthers, number five. The last place coach, Pierre Lavi- or Peter Laviolette, Washington, Jim Montgomery from the Bruins, and those are the last two. They bring up the caboose. So I apologize on your ugly coaches, Boston and Washington. Our guy, very handsome, very smart. Shout out to Jay Woodcroft. In other news... Like I said, the preseason is underway. A couple of things that I wanted to get to, including a couple of cuts on Monday. Reed Schaefer, Ginger Beef, our new toy from the latest entry draft. He just got sent back to Seattle. It makes complete sense. The Oilers played in Seattle. Might as well leave him there. Don't bring him home and then send him back on another plane. That don't make sense. Max Weiner was also cut after Monday's game. But what I want to get to is Reed Schaefer. When he was asked about playing with Connor, even having the possibility of playing Connor, his answer was just adorable. Yeah, I've talked to them a bit. Um, obviously, fanboying a little bit. Obviously, you watch them um, when you're growing up, or you just watch them when you're in junior. So, um, you know, it's pretty special to be on the same ice and in the same vicinity of them. And, uh, you know, I'm just soaking it all in. Good for you, Reed. Soak it all in. Two of the best players in the league in Connor and Leon, they're going to be your teammates, my friend. They are going to be your teammates. Have a great season in the dub. We'll be watching closely. Edmonton's own, or I guess Stony Plain. Edmonton area's own. Reed Schaefer, how's that? Uh, in other news from Monday's game against the Kraken, Jacob Melanson has been suspended two games for his hit on James Hamblin. Dirty hit, high hit, right to the head. That's the kind of shit that the NHL is trying to get rid of. No surprise that it was called as a suspension. Uh, two games, though. I don't know how I feel about it. It's like he's obviously suspended two preseason games, which I get, but he's not going to make the NHL, so suspending him in the regular season doesn't really work. Either way, I don't know. Just It was a dumb hit. I would have punted him for the rest of the preseason, but man, you know, that's just me. Uh, more importantly around here, the salary cap. We have got an announcement from the NHL that that baby is going to be going up, and it's going to be going up in a hurry. 2022-23, that's the year we're currently in, $82.5 million. We knew this. 23-24, $83.5 million. So we're going to go up by a million bucks next year. 24-25, two years, is going up to 87.5 or $88 million. So we're starting to get a little bit of a jump now. Starting to get a little bit of a jump. So between now and two years from now, the salary cap could go up by $5 million bucks. In 2025-26, they estimate that the salary cap will be approximately $92 million. Basically a $10 million lift over where we're at right now. I don't have to explain to you, I don't think, why that is great news for the Edmonton Oilers. We have got two, slut, uh, we've got two studly heroes that need contracts right away. What was that sound that came out of my throat there, by the way? It was like half cough, half burp. It was <laughs> I'm a mess. Leave five-star reviews. Back to the point. 10 million bucks. 10 million bucks. We're going to need that to sign Connor. We're going to need to sign Leon. And quite frankly, this bump could not come at a better time. To wrap up the news, though, I want to touch a little bit of news here in our world. The Oilers Nation site relaunch. I wrote about it a couple of days ago. It got pushed back probably until tomorrow, which is Thursday. We just had some stuff in the back end that 
took a little bit longer than maybe we thought. There was some some placement stuff that we needed to fix. There was some technical stuff we needed to fix. We had to port over like 10,000 articles or something crazy like that. So our goal was to shoot on Tuesday. That would have been the 27th, but we're going to go probably tomorrow, Thursday, the 29th. So if you are listening to this and you're like, what are you talking about, bag milk? You can go check out the new layout at flamesnation.ca. And if you don't like it, that's cool. Give me some notes. Give me some productive feedback because we've already corrected a bunch of stuff that readers have told us about. Well, like dark mode didn't work at first. We're like, oh yeah, we should have dark mode. Fixed it. We spread out the paragraphs a little bit. That was all your suggestions. So we're fixing things as they come up. So if you have notes, go over to FN or canucksarmy.com and check it out. Send me some notes. Fire me an email. Bagmilk at oilersnation.com. All right? All right. And there we go. The news. The news. Goodbye, news. Bye-bye, news theme. Hello to the audio department. 
or what year it is. There is always a whipping boy in Edmonton, and it doesn't make sense. There comes a time when everybody has players that they like or they don't like for varying reasons. I get that. That's part of the fun of sports. I'm not going to tell you to buy a certain jersey because I like that player. It doesn't make sense. We all have different opinions on our players. What I don't understand, though, is the whipping boy. And whether that's um, uh, the fans picking on somebody or the media picking on somebody, We have to figure out a way to be able to be critical of our team without being assholes. And the reason this came up as my righteous sack beating this week was because Anthony Stewart on Sportsnet was talking about Jesse Pugliarvi playing alongside Connor McDavid, at least in training camp. And some of the comments he said in that quick little snippet set Twitter ablaze. Our colleagues have been trying to run him out of town uh, in Edmonton. I'm going to go with Jesse Pugliarvi. I think he's poised for a good breakout season here. He's there because Connor McDavid wants him there right now, too. So I think for him, with you know, he gets in the right lineup, gets a little bit of confidence, gets on maybe a second power play unit. He's poised for a 28-goal season, I predict. Uh, I love it. 28-goal season, that seems hot, high for JP. If you listen to BLT Bets today, we were talking about whether he's going to break 18 and a half. That doesn't matter. But... The interesting thing about it is he's there, meaning beside Connor, because McDavid wants him there. There have been countless kind of stories around this team that Connor or Leon didn't necessarily want to play with Yessa. Well, Anthony Stewart is saying Connor wants him beside him. And now I'm not going to take sides just because I prefer one argument over the other. I have no idea. I don't know Yessa Pugliarvi. I don't know Connor. I don't know Leon. I've seen them. I've been in the same room as them. I've gazed at them from afar, but I have no idea what their personalities are like. I have no idea what the interpersonal relationships are like within that room. But what I do know is as a fan, we can be absolutely insane when it comes to some of our players. And at times, it really, really, really doesn't make sense to me. Yes, guys struggle. But so what? So what? Like the vitriol that comes out on social media, some of these towards some of our players are just crazy. And it's all because of performance or a lack of performance relative to what their cap hit is. I don't even know that I have an answer to this problem or if there is a solution to this problem. But what I do know is that going into 2022-23, I, Bag Milk, a guy with a soapbox that has, I don't know, 20 some social 20 some thousand social media followers across platforms like I'm going to try and do my part this year to not have a whipping boy. I want to try and break that part of the culture because it's kind of gross. And as I get older, it bothers me more. And that's not to say that I'm not going to be critical of guys play on the ice. I'm absolutely going to do that. If you are terrible, I'm going to say you're terrible. But what I'm not going to do is going to pile on to arguments and everything else that contributes to players leaving town for any reason or any ill will that they have towards the fan base, city, or franchise. I don't want to contribute to it. And going into this year, my New Year's resolution here on September 28th is to try and do my part in my spot to cut out the whipping boy culture. Whether or not that happens remains to be seen. But here today, on September 28th, that is my goal. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Righteous Sack Beating brought to you by my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Again, check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. That is TrilogyRentals.ca. The voicemail. 
brought to you by Trilogy as well. TrilogyRentals.ca. Go check them out for all of the tools that your worksite needs. This week I've got, oh, I don't know, 17 voicemails to get to. So we're going to burn through these really quickly along with a couple of other clips that I've got saved in my little button bar. The first thing I want to get to was we we're trying to come up with nicknames for some people like Ginger Beef, the Reed Schaefer one. That was one of my favorite ones that we've come up with. As long as he's on board with it, I'm super into it. And the nation seems to be super into it. Well, that kind of goes to Tyson Berry. He was asked about my pick for the preseason champ, Dylan Holloway. And here's what he had to say. I like to call him Hollywood. He's been buzzing, you know, since he got here. So uh, he had a heck of a game last night. And that's, you know, not surprising to any of us in that room. And I thought Nemo played great last night, too. So. Shout out to shout out to Tyson Berry. Do you call, do you like uh, Hollywood for Dylan Holloway? I actually like Holla Bay. Holla Bay and Bay Woodcroft. Come on, based on yesterday's news that he's the most handsome coach in the NHL. Holloway, handsome, skilled. Holla Bay, come on. First voicemail, you're up. Hey, Bagmelt, it's Y Two Bay. You know, long time listener, couple times voicemailer, but just wanted to answer your question today. Everybody that sends you a voicemail is going to say that Dylan Holloway or probably Xavier Borgo is a lock. They're going to be the preseason answer that we always get excited about. And while I am excited about those guys, I think the real story that we're all not talking about is how good James Hamblin has been. James Hamlin, I mentioned him really a uh, little bit earlier with the news that, what's his face? Melanson got suspended for two games for the high hit on him. James Hamlin, you're 100% right, dear caller. He's looked fantastic. He just kind of came out of nowhere. And I understand that at this point, there's no NHLers generally in the lineup. So it's a little bit misleading. But man, he kind of came out of nowhere and he's been impressive. Go. I don't think that guy's getting talked about enough. He came out of nowhere last year. Tore it up in the AHL for what it was, his first season in the AHL. He played pretty well. And, I mean, if you're taking a look into the Oilers' past, I mean, Ty Ratty, Cooper Marodi, Joseph Gambardella. Ooh, nice ones. Like, we got some good names coming out here. I'm more excited than I've ever been, and Hamblin is definitely a reason why. James Cheers, Hamblin. Bagmouth. Love the show. Love Bye. you. Bye to you. James Hamblin, uh, last year with the Condors in 2021-22, he played 64 games, had 21 goals, 14 assists for 35 points. The kid is showing well. Good for him, too. That's, I, like, I love stories like this. Obviously, he's going to go down to Bakersfield, but how can you not feel good about a prospect that's getting a little bit of love right now during the preseason? I love it. Voicemail number two. We see a third-line if Fogel is traded of Holloway, McLeod, uh, and pool party, or does Hall, or does Holloway eventually go second, get to the second line, and then Nugent Hopkins centers it? I think we missed the beginning part of that voicemail, but a third line of Holloway, McLeod, Pugliarvi, I like it. 
I honestly think Dylan Holloway is going to push someone down a spot. And probably Warren Fogle. I don't really like the idea of Warren Fogle playing on the fourth line, but the way Dylan Holloway's flying around there, he is doing his best to make it happen. And if Dylan Holloway doesn't get that spot, you have to send him down to Bakersfield because he can't play on the fourth line at like five, six minutes a night. That just doesn't work. So it's got to be top nine. He's got to have some skill beside him. But man, do I think he can do it. Nick, you're up. Hey, Nick, what the fuck's going on? Two things. One, you edit me out for taking shots at the call to hockey, but then the other guy gets to take shots at the call to hockey. What the fuck's that all about? I don't really remember. I do remember editing something you said, but it was something it was something aggressive, and then I was just like, ah, I don't, I, I don't like that. So I let it go after a week of thought. Anyway, Nick, as you were. Anyways, you recorded early, so I don't know. This there's going to be a few date games in the preseason by the time this gets in. Mm-hmm. I think Matisse and Mark is going to be the Oilers preseason hero. Two games in, that prediction's not looking so good. But there's time. There's plenty of time. Plenty of time. I can see him being the guy who pops off for like a point a game and then disappears in the regular season. He's the, He gets my Tyratty award. Hmm. Anyways, I have a story, and it involves you exclusively. This makes me nervous, but proceed. So I'm sitting there. I've had the goddamn Battle of New Orleans song stuck in my head exclusively because of what you said on Oilers Nation video. <laughs> and I've had the fucking Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald going in my head. Too. <laughs> Both those songs. So I'm sitting there doing an advanced <laughs> biology lab today. And I'm trying to pipe... <laughs> I don't remember what the Battle of New Orleans was from uh, Johnny Horton, but it's like, uh, I said that that was going to be my goal song or the intro song or something. And it's just, if you've ever heard that song, you know how stupid that idea is. So I'm glad that it got stuck in Nick's head. Kept my own spit to examine my chromosomes to see if I have an alu element on my chromosome 8. I don't know yet. That's next week's lab. But all I'm sitting there is, and all I can hear in my brain is, in 1814, we took a little trip. Along, along with Colonel Jackson, Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. We took a little bacon and we took a little beans and then we fought the mighty British in the town of New Orleans. Fired our guns and the British kept them coming. There wasn't not as many as there was a while ago. Fired once more. So, thank you. You can't just cut off in the chorus. We fired once more and they began to run and down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Bag milk. Thank you. You're welcome. Bag milk. Yes. In my current heightened state of being. Mm. I'm high as a kite. I was thinking. <laughs> I thought that's where he was going, but you just went up and admitted it. So, uh... I assume, for the purposes of this podcast, that this voicemail caller is of legal consumption age wherever you are leaving this message from. Why doesn't Oilers Nation do a nation vacation, but call it the Nation Subway Series, and we can all go to New York, New Jersey, and the island and watch the Oilers do that road trip? That would be expensive, but... That'd be so dope, dude. You just answer your own question. Um, the reason we've actually looked at doing a Subway series, uh, we've looked at countless combinations of different nation vacations that we can do. So to this specific one, going to New York, the problem really was, and you nailed it, the cost. We try as best we can to put these vacations together at a rate that's reasonable for people to come along with us. It's just, it turns into one of those things where if it gets so to a certain tier of, of cost, we just can't reasonably expect enough people to buy tickets to the trip because I also don't think it's necessarily fair. 
We looked at, um, as an example, we looked at uh, going to Ottawa and then to Montreal back to back. There was a there was a couple of games this season where that might have worked out. We looked at going to New York. We've looked at going to Florida. We've looked at going to some other original six markets, like just even just going to a game in Chicago. We've looked at seeing if we could do a Vancouver Seattle trip because that would be cool. There's a couple of things that go into the Nation Vacation. One is the dates of when they play at those those teams. Like if it's a middle of the week, we can't expect people to take a bunch of time off work for them. Two, the cost. As I mentioned, we just try to keep these as cheap as possible so that so that we can sell out one and that people feel like they are getting the value for the ticket. I hope that makes sense. Hey, Big Mocha. Hope you're doing well. I have a podcast confession. Mm. Um, since we're all adults, um, it was me. I'm the guy who would go to the smoke pit and bum cigarettes from other people and also <laughs> steal their lighters. Um, <laughs> Come on, Jake. Pull yourself together, man. Can't be going out bumming smokes and stealing people's lighters all the time. Nobody likes that. There's a little bit of shame for it. I'm not usually a smoker. I only smoke when I drink. Me too. I got a problem with that. And in fact, I'm better now. I don't smoke when I drink as much now. But if I'm on vacation, I always I have a saying that if you go to a nation's staff or a nation employee from ON, they'll probably be, they'll say, oh, back milk always say trip darts don't count. Well, they do. Um, I got, you know, I got a problem. And so I never have a pack of cigarettes on me. So I am the guy that will go to the smoke pit and purposely make friends just to steal a cigarette off them. And then most of the time people forget that they hand me their lighter and I just subconsciously slip it in my pocket. And I'll wake up the next morning with like two or three lighters in my pocket. I'm like, oh, sweet. Jake, you got to be better, man. Stop stealing people's lighters. Secondly, bag milk. I, <laughs> me, Jake, do, does not want to be misinterpreted by other Jake who does not like Chevy Silverados. So last week, if you don't know what we're talking about, I thought there was another guy also named Jake that did not, did not like Chevy Silverados or just Chevy in general, it seems like. I thought it was an alternate or I thought it was all the same Jake, but it was not. I got a DM on Instagram shortly after the podcast went out that I was completely wrong. My interpretation of the voices, they were just so close that I thought they were the same person. I fucked it up. I am going to give myself a button here. Hang on. Angry button. Here we go. Uh, this is me for screwing that up. Okay. Hold up. Wait a minute. Anyway, Jake, back to you. I, for the record, love Chevy Silverados. I think they're a great truck. They do break down <laughs> all the time, but I don't have a problem with them. Um, so, yeah, I'm not Chevy Jake. I'm regular Jake. I don't know if there's a, uh, I don't know if there's a nickname that we can start calling myself and other Jake uh, to differentiate the two. But, yeah, we are not the same guy. I don't even think of the both named Jake, to be honest. I, I I know I got the DM, but now I'm looking through my Instagram and I can't find the message again. So alternate Jake, I don't remember your name and I apologize because that was not the same Jake. We have got another person out here who's just got a beef with Chevy. That's all I know. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's the donkey. No funny voices. No. Good afternoon, donkey. Welcome. We've got serious donkey on deck today. No bumpers, no shenanigans, only opinions. Now, back to the donkey. Silly things. I'm just really excited about the fact that it's two weeks before the regular season. And we've got a goalie. I like the lines. I love the fact that in the playoffs, all of Emmon just came through. The energy from Emmon came through back in the UK. 
hope I'm not speaking for any of my European fellow Oilers, but my God, you came through for it. Do you know what? We're going to do it again. It's going to be good. Yeah, let's go, Oilers. Bang milk, keep it going. This is the thing. Let's lift Lord Stanley. Hello. Shout out to the donkey. And again, I love Oilers fans travel well or Oilers fans root well in the sense that, hey, if you're the Australian guy, I know you're chuckling at that. I didn't mean it that way, but I know what you're laughing at. We set up shop well. We've got the donkey. He's in the freaking UK watching Oilers at God knows what time he's watching games at. We've got plenty of folks in Sweden. We've got plenty of fans in Germany. We've got plenty of fans all over the continent. Oilers fans are everywhere, and I love it. What I didn't know, though, the donkey, the way he says Edmonton, Edmonton, almost almost kind of loses the hard T. I like that. Edmonton. Stuart Skinner's mustache is an absolute thing of beauty. There is no disputing that. Mm -hmm. I think we can all agree that that is a Hall of Fame mustache. Not only is it a Hall of Fame mustache, the fact that Stuart Skinner rocks that baby year-round, that is what is most impressive. It's not just that he does the, the Movember thing. We all do the Movember thing. You raise money for a great cause. You grow a mo. Everybody laughs. Everybody has a good laugh about it. Stuart Skinner, though, he's just like, this is my look now. This is what I'm going with, and I look fucking good while I'm at it. That stew is rocking. And furthermore, I think we need to all take a moment to appreciate the fact that when Stu and his wife have their son, one of the very first thing that child is going to see is that amazing mustache. <laughs> like, what a lucky kid. That is one of the very first things his eyes will gaze upon, is that fantastic lip sweater on his father's face. Mm-hmm. So, Stuart Skinner, thank you for doing us all a favor and gracing us with your mustache. Uh, Chandler is right. Stuart Skinner, mustache, fantastic, legendary, looks great, look good, feel good, play good. I imagine that's part of it. Or yeah, that's just an intimidating factor. You go down on a goalie and he's staring at you with a duster like that, you know he means business. Scott. Well, here I am. Oh, my name's Scott, by the way. A little bit of a rant, I guess, for you. Here I am, Saturday, 4 o'clock, so pumped for the first preseason game of the Oilers. Go to turn it on, blackout. Yes. So I saw that a lot on Twitter. And I think that it's my job to make sure that everybody knows these games are on YouTube. These games are on YouTube. So the best thing that I can do, although I did complain about the Monday stream, the Monday stream was super choppy and it sucked and it just kept stopping over and over and buffering and buffering and buffering. But on Sunday against the Jets, it was solid. It was clean all the way through. So A lot of people are looking for it on TV. I don't know where everybody lives, obviously, but my recommendation is go find the YouTube link. I'm going to try and tweet it before the games. So follow me on Twitter, JSBN Bag Milk. I will direct you to the stream on YouTube. I promise you. Regional blackout. I don't fucking get these things. I think they're stupid. Why can't we just watch all the freaking games? This happened to me the other day, too, when I was trying to watch the Blue Jays. I'm... uh... I'm with Scott on the blackouts. I hate regional blackouts. You're an Oilers fan. You live wherever. You should be able to watch the game. What I don't know is is Scott is recording this from a dungeon. Scott, are you okay? 
are you in a hole in someone's basement because I feel like Buffalo Bill is going to be coming to tell you to put lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. I'm just putting that out there. Scott, if you are okay, then I'm okay. If you're not, send me a DM telling me you need help. Send me a location. I will come find you, Scott. I will do it personally. I put a few bets down, excited to watch the game, sit down. It's not on TV. It's only being broadcast on Apple, whatever the heck their, their, their stream is. So I'm just pissed right now. I got nothing to do. Go Oilers. Fucking sucks. These regional blackouts sucks. Get rid of them. Amen. Peace. Get rid of the regional blackouts. We pay enough for cable slash streaming service slash streaming services that show your cable again. We should have ways around blackouts. We live everywhere. I get it. I get why you do them, but like, come on, man. Scott wants to watch hockey, and I want him to watch hockey. Next up. Hey, Big Mouth. I what think up? I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here. Right. So excuse me if this is a few uh, voicemails. Um, basically, it's just about the McDavid and Dreisaitl contracts. Wouldn't it make more sense for Dreisaitl to, you know, sign maybe, you know, $100 million for eight years like McDavid did, get his, you know, that's a $4 million raise. I think that's pretty good. I mean, obviously, you know, we have the first and the second best players in the NHL on our team. But really, everyone wants to talk about, you know, building a competitor and, you know, you have to get the pieces around you. So wouldn't it make more sense if these guys are so wanting to win? And I mean, like $100 million is a lot of money. So you really think anyone would be happy about that. So why get greedy and like try to get the most amount of money and then complain that you don't have the players around you? Well, it's because you took too much money. So, you know, in three years, Dreisaitl can sign for, you know, eight years at a hundred million. And then McDavid can sign for, you know, eight years at a hundred million as well. Might as well just pay them the same amount because, well, I just think that makes sense if you want to have a strong team. I I get where you're coming from. Obviously, when you think about signing your superstars, they're going to get a bigger chunk of the pie, right? So as I said earlier, the good news here is that by 2025-26, the salary cap should be going up by about $10 million. At least that's projection. So that helps us here. We could, in theory, under that premise, give Drysidle a $4 million bump. We could even give Connor a $4 million bump, and we would still have some money left over. So Leon at 12, Connor at 16. I'm still doing that. Look at, but as for them taking a team discount, quote unquote, yeah, of course you shoot for that, right? Like Nathan McKinnon, he signed 12-6. Again, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Hilarious. That's $100,000 more than Connor. You're, you're not close to as good as him. I know you have a Stanley Cup ring. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. You don't eat chocolate, whatever your deal is. Congratulations. But... That is a guy who probably could have made 15. Really? He easily could have got more than what he signed for at the 12.6. So I think with Connor and Leon, there's two things here. One, I think that they're going to want to play together. I really, really believe that. Those two dudes are inseparable. They call themselves the dynamic duo. Connor called Leon his ride or die. The whole thing. I think they're going to want to stay together, you know? But they're also going to want to get paid. The agents are not going to be like, the agents are not going to allow them to say, hey, 
you should just take the same money you signed for now because we want to win, want you to win in Edmonton. And while there could be a part of that, you know, if I get offered a raise, if you get offered a raise at work, you're going to take it. It's just, that's human nature, right? You got to look out for number one sometimes, but I honestly think those two will do a McKinnon type thing where they do take a discount of some kind. Maybe we see the final number when it's all said and done and it's like eight years, a hundred and whatever million dollars and you go, whoa, where's the discount? Chances are there probably was one. There probably was one. Nick, again? Welcome back, Nick. What is going on, Big Milk? What up, so man? So the time I'm recording this, the Oilers just got their asses handed to them by the Seattle NHL team while playing their AHL team, uh-huh. which is why preseason doesn't matter because you Does just get matter. all these talent talent gaps and uh before you go on nick i'm just gonna say like yeah for me scores in preseason games literally matter zero to me the way i look at preseason games and i've written it a couple times on the nation now is just kind of like i just want to see how these guys compare to their peers i have high hopes for a xavier borgo as an example well on sunday it was nice seeing him show a few flashes of offensive flair or slash hands because that's a guy that i think maybe even as soon as next year, could potentially get games for the Oilers. So to me, I don't care about scores. I just look at how these guys are comparing to the guys they're playing against. Anyways, um, preseason hockey, not very good. I don't think it's very important. I kind of agree with Kaylor Hamchunk. But one thing I do find very interesting about the preseason is when they give the letters to random guys. I just find that very cool. I don't know why. Like, the other night when they just steamrolled the Jets, what it, Brett Kulak had an A, uh, Pugliarvi had an A, and Fogel had an A, I believe. And last night, what, Tyson Berry had an A. I think Devin Shore had an A. And I think Derek Ryan had an A. I just find that very interesting to see who they give the A's to when there's no talent in the lineup. That being said, I like seeing it when guys like Brett Kulak get an A. It just... I don't know. I just find that very interesting. And I need to make an apology. It was the last podcast or two podcasts ago. I came on here and I slagged new music. Uh, recently, I pranked my coworker by playing bagpipe music when he was closing. And now I unironically like bagpipe music. So my apologies for being a hypocrite. Thanks, Big Mouth Coilers. Uh, the most confusing thing about that voicemail to me is how you could like bagpipe music. Now, I mentioned... Actually, we're going to tie this into a podcast review from earlier. My guy wanted more corn references. I'm going to give you some corn references. My first real exposure to bagpipes was when I loved corn when I was little. Jonathan Davis plays the bagpipes. There's plenty of corn songs that have the bagpipes, and those were always great to me. They weren't a star of the show. They were just a little bit of extra. They were a little accoutrement over top of it, and it was just nice. So I don't know how you fell for bagpipe music, but you don't like hip-hop, if I remember correctly. It's confusing to me. Very confusing. I see up next I have a podcast confession, so I'm looking forward to this one. Bag milk. Podcast confession. Hit me. I go to McDonald's every day to get a coffee. Mm-hmm. I use the app. Super easy. You can pay on there. They bring it right to your car. I just want to say congratulations for a superior coffee choice. There's the other one, but you are choosing the right one, as you were. One time, so I ordered my coffee, 
I get my thing. I get my receipt. It's a little less money. I'm going to wonder what they got a deal on or something. No, I accidentally punched in seniors coffee. Save me like 30 cents. So now (laughs) every time I go and I order on the app, (laughs) I order seniors coffee on purpose. And no one's ever called me out. And if they ever did say something at the window, I'll just say it was an accident. (laughs) So there's a good cheap, if you're a cheap guy like me, it's a good life hack for all the bagged milk enthusiasts out there. Keep up the good work, bagged milk. Love the podcast. Fuck Tyler. (laughs) Tyler taking some shrapnel too. Here at Better Late Than Never, I, bagged milk, do not support stealing coffee from McDonald's, even if you get a 30 cent discount as a senior. Don't cheat mcdonald's they will catch you (laughs) or not i don't know clearly (laughs) they're not paying that much attention i just imagine somebody checking out your app history and is like hey this guy's been saying he's a senior for about eight months now and it's very clear that he's not should we do something about it yeah again we at bag milk industries do not support or appreciate voicemails for stealing or whatever don't do it as you were Fuck Chevy. <laughs> that was all. That was just the next voicemail. That was all I got. So one second. So I was, I was looking at him like one second. Fuck Chevy. That is alternate Jake. That is the guy that there he is. There's the culprit that we were looking for. I don't remember his name. I'm going to find it. I couldn't find it in my Instagram. But like, there he is. The beef with Chevy continues. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. You're listening to Better Late Than Never telling you to stay the fuck out of Calgary. (laughs) Oh, man, I like that one. The best part about not listening to the voicemails, well, there's two things. One, sometimes sometimes I probably should listen to them, but then there's other times where I'm glad I don't. I'm a big fan of this one. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. (laughs) You're listening to Better Late Than Never telling you to stay the fuck out of Calgary. <laughs> that is definitely going on the button bar. Next. Who is my favorite preseason champ? Well, I don't think I'm allowed to give it a tie because if I could, it would be no ties. Lamborghini Perlini mm-hmm. and Ty Ratty. No ties, though. Um... With Ty Ratty, there was so much hype because he was the answer. He was the next winger mm-hmm. for Connor. He was going to score 30 goals on Connor's wing. Mm-hmm. And with uh, Perlini, we, we all actually thought that he wasn't going to turn into Ty Ratty because he was playing with the players he was going to play with in the regular season. Yeah, he was just doing it on his own. But that didn't really happen. But honestly, it's got, it's got, it's got to be Brent Perlini. You can't go with anyone else. Just his goal scoring and everything he did was so good. And I was lucky enough to see the game in Calgary where he scored a goal. He was easily the best player on the ice. And I'm kind of disappointed it never worked out for him here. Amen. That's what the answer award's all about, though, you know? It's about the guy who is not a star player on the team that goes out and shines. That's like Alex Chason. He was the perfect the answer because in his first year here, if you remember, he converted a PTO into like a 22-goal season or some shit. He was the answer. And that's the spirit here. But we always have a preseason champ. And 
sometimes it gives you hope. That's why we call the preseason champ the Ty Ratty Award, because Ty Ratty did exactly everything that that caller just said. Uh, but I have to go back to this one one more time. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. Roof of the saddle dome crumbling. You're listening to Better Late Than Never telling you to stay the fuck out of Calgary. <laughs> Next from Hollywood Stan. I'm sick, so ignore how disgusting I sound. But um, definitely Dylan Holloway, not only for his on-ice performance, but also his off-ice looks. Shout out to the ladies. Hey, I'll take that. Going back here for a second, I'm going to switch screens. Here's Tyson Berry on Hollywood. Ho- uh, Hollywood. I like to call him Hollywood. He's been buzzing, you know, since he got here. So uh, he had a heck of a game last night, and that's, you know, not surprising to any of us in that room. And I thought Nemo played great last night too. So there you go. Shout out to Dylan Holloway for being Holla Bay for that last caller. Last voicemail of the week. Sorry, Big Milk. I'm starting to feel like Donkey Volley just leaving all kinds of junk, junk <laughs> voicemails in your inbox. But anyway, who is my favorite Oilers preseason hero? Well, number one, Magnus PRV Svensson. Yes. Magnus PRV. Yes. A sane person out there. Yes. Uh, I remember that was when I kind of started getting into the Oilers. I was at the game against, I was at the preseason game when Magnus PRV scored a hat trick. If you had asked me after that game, I said, to my friends that I thought Magnus Pajarvi was going to be the best of that group, which included like Eberle, Hall, Omar was in there. I was sure of it. I was sure of it. Man, that is a good pick. Magnus Pajarvi, good for you. And I saw Pajarvi get that hat trick in preseason. I'm like, goddamn Pajarvi, Hall, Eberle, goddamn Tommy Gilbert, one of my faves and i was younger i love tom gilbert we didn't turns out we weren't good we sucked for like another seven years and then obviously lamborghini <laughs> Perlini. i thought i didn't think he was gonna be that good i thought he was gonna be like a 10 goal 25 30 point guy for us in the bottom six and he was not was he even that in bakersfield i have no idea anyways thanks big milk go oilers there you have it another edition of the voicemail The voicemail. I love it. I love it. I don't care if you guys leave multiple messages. Keep them coming in. Keep them coming in. We've got a rotating cast of peeps happening in here, and I quite enjoy it. I quite enjoy the beef. I quite enjoy the takes. I quite enjoy the messages, and I love when you guys chime in on the segments as well. So please keep the voicemails coming. I'd love to play them. Lastly, we're going to wrap up this podcast with a quick look at the nation vacation to Vegas. I gave a little bit of an explanation on why we don't or haven't, at least to this point, done some of the other places. But we are going to Vegas again in January. That goes from January 12th to the 15th. Nationgear.ca is where you go if you want to get in on that trip. But we are, according to Nation Dan, I I checked in with him late last night, we're about 75% sold out on this. So if you're planning on coming with us to January, your time is running out or this baby will be sold out. Once we get there, we are going to have a viewing party. You are going to have tickets to the game itself transportation, hotels, memories that last a lifetime, and just the opportunity to interact with some of your fellow citizens in a way that you haven't before. Nation vacations are the best. They're a great time. I will be there. Come hang out with me and Tyler. You Maybe you might even see us kiss. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the audio department.ca, they would love it if me and Ty Guy went and kissed over there. Right? Nationgear.ca, you might see it if you come with us to Vegas. Ty-ta.
she kissed me.